0: Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, your host, and today we have a business coaching call with Sherry Frayermuth of Bowberry Design Company. We're going to dive real deep into her business, which I cannot wait to share with you. And you get to hear things that will definitely help creatives out there who are also starting their own business or want to grow and see more success with your business. Before we jump into that, I of course want to read the review for this week. And I also want to tell you that coming up September 7th, so that's Tuesday, September 7th through September 12th and this is 2021, I will be opening up registration for the quilt pattern writing course. This opens only once a year and it's for six days. So not even a full week. And it's a eight week intensive course where we dive very deep into helping you write and sell your own patterns successfully. So if you listen to this podcast, or if you are listening to the business coaching calls and you want to Write and sell your own quilt patterns. Make sure to visit www.quilterscandy.com. Look under courses and join the waiting list because I would love to have you in the course. This is my second year to do it, and I am just so pleased with the alumni from last year and the success that they're having. All right, with that, let's jump into this week's review. It comes from Janine Fran. Franson. I'm afraid I'm saying that wrong. It's at J A N E A N F R A N D S E N. And she says, Elizabeth does such a great job sharing useful information that not everyone is willing to talk about. I'm just starting my quilting biz and her advice and tips have been invaluable. I look forward to every episode and get something I can implement from each one. Thank you, Elizabeth, for sharing your knowledge and starting these great conversations. So I really love to hear this because I <laughs> I do like to ask the questions that probably not everyone else wants to ask and talk about the things that not everyone else is talking about. So I really appreciate and enjoy this review. If you're enjoying the podcast, I would love for you to leave a review at the end of the show. And each week I like to start off by reading a review from someone. So go ahead and leave a review and let's get started with this week, episode 20, the business coaching call with Sherry. I am so excited to have Sherry Fryermuth here on the Craft to Career podcast. Sherry is one of the many people who submitted to be on this coaching call, and I'll admit it was really difficult to narrow down who I wanted to have, but what intrigued me with Sherry's business is that she, one, is in the beginning stages of her business. I was really excited to have someone who can share these beginning, very beginning growing pains and talk about how how to find success because I think a lot of you are in that stage. And she's also a fabric designer. And so that's something that I've not shared on the podcast before. And it's a very unique approach. Don't worry if you're not a fabric designer and a quilt pattern designer. The things we're going to talk about can be applicable across the board, but I'm really excited to share insights in this specific
1: niche. So welcome to the podcast, Sherry. I'm so excited to have you here. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Um, it's it's great to be here. I'm excited that I was picked.
0: Yeah. And congrats. I mean, not congrats really, but well done on applying. It's very vulnerable to put yourself out there to like, let the world listen to you and to, you know, open up to, okay, what what can I do? You know, so well done on that. That can be very intimidating.
1: Thanks. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm brand new business and I'm, I'm, just really figuring it out. So I, yeah, I just, I've listened to a couple of the coaching calls you had and I thought, why not? I got to give it a try.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Well, I'm proud of you. So first of all, can you introduce yourself, what your business is and how you got started with it?
1: Okay, Uh, my name is Sherry Fryermuth. Um, My business is Bowberry Design Co. And it's a design company that focuses on quilt patterns, uh, kids craft projects, and surface pattern design, which is fabric design and repeat patterns for different manufactured goods. And uh, my business is brand new. I I started this journey at the beginning of 2021 as kind of a creative outlet with like a drawing a day. I did the Spoonflower Drawing Challenge And I just got, it kind of like lit me up and I was like, I want to make repeat patterns. I kind of discovered that surface pattern design was really, um, you know, a viable, you know, business option for me. And I thought, okay, let me, let me see how this could work. And so I really focused on fabric design and, um, uh, they, my only kind of revenue right now is as I was kind of developing fabric design it's not super easy to get licensed in the fabric industry but I was like let me just print some stuff on spoon um my mom's a quilter and she's like maybe you should make a quilt <laughs> I was like that's a great idea you know so I made like my first like whole cloth quilt her friend helped me quilt it on her long arm um quilt uh, machine so uh they definitely have been helping me out I made like a you know, a baby quilt that's a self-binding, and I printed it on, um, like, a, a minky fabric through Spoonflower. Um, I feel like they call it something else, but it's, it was kind of like a, maybe it was a minky or a fleece, and so I've been trying different substrates and really just doing these, like, large-scale patterns, and then I just was like, you know, I'm going to try making a quilt pattern, and so I designed a few different um, quilt patterns and kind of testing things out, but then I I took another leap and I reached out to PBS Fabrics. Uh, They had an open call for pattern designers and I had submitted something I had already designed and they were like, Oh, that looks good. Can you design something for us around an existing collection that's coming out this year? So I said, yes. (laughs) And I, then I learned how to write my first uh, instructions. So I actually sold two quilt patterns to them and that's kind of my first like revenue um, for my business. And I'm, Posted my first uh, my own pattern, so um, PBS kind of bought out my pattern so that they make it available to their customers for free. And then I was like, okay, let me try to make one that I can sell myself, and that's in my Etsy shop. And I'm trying to figure out how to promote and sell my products.
0: So just to be clear, this year is when you first started this whole business. Yes, in August <laughs> right now. I'm blown away with how much you have done in a few months like I'll be honest I thought you've been doing this a lot longer so that's really cool uh and when I even read I started in 2021 I'm like no that can't be accurate like so this is really impressive how did you what's your background did you know Adobe Illustrator beforehand
1: yeah I should preface it with I've been a graphic designer for at least 15 years. And I am a graphic design professor. That's like my day job. So, uh, and I've been doing that for almost 10 years. So I, I guess like my skill set is definitely, I know the Adobe Creative Suite. I actually learned EQ8 though. I think that that was much easier to work with because I didn't know how to calculate yardage and all of that. So that Mm -hmm. was a bit of a learning curve, but I just think my design background helped with some of the the tech can be a big hurdle. Um, So I wanted to kind of preface with that. Um, And then I think just been teaching so long, I just kind of like was like, let me just break this down. Like, what can I do? But I'm also just kind of, uh, I, I really had nothing to lose, so I was just like let me just get some stuff out there. And um, and my mom is my real like expert quilter, so she is giving me feedback. She's helping test my patterns, and so um, I have the kind of like layout skills to diagram out the quilts. But without her feedback, I don't. You know, it kind of set me up for a little bit faster. Okay.
0: Yeah, process this makes because sense. I'm like, how yeah. the
1: heck did
0: you jump into all this? But Knowing all that you know, you have the mom to help. So you have the perfect yeah. storm, if you will, for for this. Okay, that makes much more sense. I did not know your background with um, <laughs> design and you're a, a professor? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I teach okay. at Clark University uh, in Worcester, Mass. So that and something I'm interested in is teaching my students more about entrepreneurship. So it's, that's kind of like how I started thinking about well, what can I do to show my students how I could make a business and and teach. And so like in the spring, I have an entrepreneurship class that I'm teaching and I wanted to set the stage for that with, by showing them examples of ways they could, you know, you don't have to starve as an artist, like here's some things you can do. And so, um, that was kind of like, I was like, maybe I'll just show them how you can sell on Spoonflower and how to open an Etsy shop. And it's kind of just, it's, it's snowballed into something bigger than I really started out to do.
0: was <laughs> yeah. So exciting. And it's funny reading. So just so the listeners know, I sent you an email ahead of time asking questions so, and looking for your link so I could look over everything and be prepared, you know, with what to talk about and share and help you with. And you'd mentioned that you had a full time job and that this creative outlet. So I didn't I did not know what that was. And this is really cool to learn about. So, okay. What, what would be your dreams for, for your creative business? Like what would success look like for you?
1: Um, I guess one of the first things was trying to develop an illustration style. And I have been working towards that. Um, That was really what I started out to do is like how to define my style. I think a lot of artists struggle with that. And I started doing these kind of paper cut style patterns. Um, I was doing more digital illustration. I started working a little bit more by hand. So I'm Starting to feel like really good about where I'm at with my style Um, because I have been working for a long time so it's not like it's something I started from scratch with I think a lot of uh, people coming into it for the first time I'd say how did you develop a style well I've been I've made repeat patterns for a number of years and never tried to sell them but I I wanted to kind of hone in on what makes my designs more unique um, Mm -hmm. to me so people could recognize them so I feel like that's something I think I'm starting to land on, but with my quilt patterns, I don't think that I have a style yet. Um, I'm still kind of figuring that out, which is fun because designing a quilt pattern to complement an existing fabric collection was sort of, it's kind of a fun way for me to think about, uh, how, how do I think about quilts? So I think that that was easier for me to think about that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, trying to make this fabric look as great as possible. So that's how I came to those, uh, two pattern designs. And so Mm -hmm. I'd still like to refine like what my quilts are really about. And then, um, my dream, I guess I, I want to be able to design fabric for a fabric company. Like if PBS, uh, this paintbrush studio, uh, fabrics is what it stands for. Um, if they, you know, would love to commission me to do a collection every year like that was kind of what I started out like could I license you know a collection one or two collections a year with the same company and kind of feel like I'm behind that brand and I see a lot of like fabric designers do that like they work Mm -hmm. with one company and over time they are just coming out with a collection annually so that's kind of like my biggest goal and and then um to actually, you know, sell my own quilt patterns. I I don't have any sales yet on my, um, I have a quilt pattern called Diamond Step in my Etsy shop. And I'm like, it's there. I talk about it on social media, but I don't know how to sell it. And so I'd like to be making, I think four quilt patterns a year seems like a reasonable goal right now. Um, And just kind of, uh, yeah, really kind of be invested in a brand where I can kind of promote fabric design and quilt patterns together.
0: Yeah. Okay. This is so interesting. And it's making so much more sense because as I was looking through and we'll get down to the the nitty gritty and ideas, but hearing your background of graphic design, I was like, your art has the niche down. We need to do that with the quilt patterns. And so now understanding that quilting is new for you, I'm like, aha, I can see <laughs> why there's this, you know, so very interesting. Okay. And love hearing your goals, and I do think it's very doable for you. Which have you
1: reached out to PBS
0: Fabrics, Paintbrush Studios?
1: Yes, they're so because I've already sold them to quilt patterns. I was like, would you be interested? You know, if I had some fabric collections, and so they're open. And um, I sent them um, some design samples, and they said, great, like let's. This is how we like to accept our collections. Every company kind of has their own guidelines, so they sent me their guidelines, and I'm working on a couple. Um, more like kid-friendly designs I have one with unicorns but they've they've done a unicorn print like they have one like and so I was like let me put together this other one so I'm just kind of finishing up um it's a snakes and lizards collection kind of um theme and they had they have a lot of like really playful themes like they have something coming out with um I don't know if it's out yet with like mermaids and uh really fun stuff so I feel like I think it my style suits what i've seen them put out there um they also are one of the fabric companies that puts out some larger scale prints which works well with some of my designs so i think it could work so i'm just uh you know yeah but the fact that they are like talking with you and not just shutting that door of like nope we're not
0: accepting anything i mean that is huge where you are right now is where many dream to be in the fabric design process so that's very promising so as far as success for your business goes, can you share some of your biggest hurdles that are getting in your way of stopping you? Which I feel funny. You're so at the beginning and you're doing so well. And I do think sometimes people get this idea in their head that there's instant success and that they're going to have, and not saying you, but um, but that people are like, well, as soon as I start writing quilt patterns, there's going to be this instant success. So you're doing really well. I just want to say that. But what are the hurdles that you have been experiencing with the yeah. growth?
1: Well, I, yeah. And I feel good about like my progress so far. I'm all about like, start where you are and have, you know, slow growth is good growth. I, I do believe strongly in that, but I think, um, I, well, one, I started with a website that it was a portfolio and it was the easiest thing to make because it was an Adobe portfolio. And if you pay for Adobe, it's free, but now it, my website doesn't really serve me because there's no e-commerce, there's no blog feature, like Adobe portfolio is just to kind of show artwork. And so I'm I want to get onto a different platform and I'm testing out Shopify. I think I could finish that maybe next month, um, in September if I am ambitious. (laughs) So I'm kind of trying to, trying to learn a new platform. Like that's probably one of my biggest hurdles is like, I'm okay with web design. I've done some WordPress, but I think Shopify just seems like the better option for me. So then it's just, now I have to learn Shopify. Um, I think developing an audience, I've been posting artwork. And so I'm kind of speaking to like friends and family or my followers and my former students that I've taught. Um, and so they're interested. And so I, and now I've got a few people that are more into the quilts. And so I'm trying to balance that narrative. And then I was like, Oh, I'll just make a personal account. But I kind of wanted to save that for some of the graphic design stuff and some of the stuff I'm like, so I was going to just so I'm trying to figure out how Bowberry Design Co. can be like quilting and design. And I also am prototyping a kid's craft kit that I think could be really fun. So I'm just like testing a lot of things. And I need to by 2022, I would like to be like really clear about what I'm doing next. Year. Okay. So I can,
0: yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to jump into the coaching because that is the perfect segue. So my first thing is. Well, one, just uh, congratulating you for all that you've done for building a relationship with paintbrush studios. I mean, you've, you've really done a lot that, that many people haven't done in, in a lot more time. So very well done with that, but the niche, um, I looked at your email and hearing what you're saying now. So there's cool patterns, kids, craft surface pattern design. And with that, it's for craft and hobby industry for the craft and hobby industry. So as a business coach, that's that's a lot. For a customer, that's a lot. And so I'm glad to hear that you are one step ahead, saying by 2022, I want to have that narrowed down. and And it sounds to me, and I try really hard to listen when people are talking of what they want to do so that I'm not steering you to where I think you should go, but to what your passions really are. And it sounds like, obviously, the surface pattern design is a natural. Um, and it sounds like it's surprisingly easy for you. And then quilt pattern design, is that something that you love or is it something that's just, this would be cool to do, or, you know, tell me more about your, why besides your mom, you know? Um,
1: I do love making the quilt pattern designs. Um, I, I hadn't really thought about that being the thing that doesn't fit, but, um, no, not that it doesn't yeah. fit. It's, a, it's oh, okay. a great fit
0: for fab, for our surface pattern design, actually. And it's a great yeah. industry. It really is. Just yeah. wanting to
1: make sure that that's um, something you love, you know? Yeah, I do really love it. I think part of it is that kind of, like, collaborative aspect with my mom. But I feel like there's something about the geometry of, like, okay, I have this idea. Like, how can I make this work? Uh, the problem-solving behind it, I think... Um, is really fun. So I definitely like, I'm my, one of my hurdles was maybe if I make more patterns, people would trust my product a little more. So I thought, um, so I'm already like writing my next pattern, um, and trying to do kind of smaller projects. Like I'm doing it, I'm mocking it up as a table runner, but providing instructions for larger size quilts. And so I, yeah, like I'm like full steam ahead on that. I'm, I'm like trying to write it um in the next two weeks so that I can just kind of show it off because I've been showing pictures of it and the quilt is done and now I just got to finish like diagramming the instructions and then I kind of have like my September pattern that I want to work on which features like different bugs <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cool, I love that I love yeah. that and it works well it sounds like with the fabric that you're thinking of with the snakes and lizards am I making yeah. lizards? <laughs> okay snakes and lizards um So, okay. You had mentioned in your email, you said, developing an audience is tough for me. And I think one of the major reasons is that their confusion over what, what your product is and what your look is. So like I kind of touched on before your art. In fact, when I was looking at your Instagram account, I'm going to pull it up on my phone real quick here. I actually really wanted to work with you because you have such a look defined with your art. Like there's purples, yellows, I would describe it as playful, child, you know, very, very fun. I mean, it's it's just, it's, you've got it. Like you've got the look down. Um, but I think more recently the quilt pattern designs came up and I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect between your art and the quilt pattern designs. Mm-hmm. And don't freak out when you hear that, like, oh, no, <laughs> you totally normal. And everyone goes through this process of figuring out what their quilt pattern design look is like. But if you can somehow mesh those two worlds and have your quilt pattern designs, your quilt pattern, the one the one that I'm looking, well, there's two. There's the red and white one that you have a hanging on a quilt ladder. Yeah. And then the table runner; those are two separate patterns. Is that right? Yes, they're they're very traditional. And then the fabrics that you're using, while beautiful, they don't match the look of the drawings. You know, so that would be. Is it your drawings? Are they? I looked on one of your Etsy shops. It looks like is it through Spoonflower that you sell like a panel with the like a bunting banner.
1: Yes. And that's, that speaks more to like the types of fabrics I'd like to design. So I thought, oh, this is a fun way to get my art on a fabric, um, before I get licensed. And so the kids craft kits definitely speak more to that. And I want to maybe bundle it as a kit rather than, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm in prototyping that and testing it, but, um, yeah, as you're saying it, it's like, those fabrics are my mom's fabrics. So they're her, like, I I think if I just mocked it up in a bolder color palette and something that's more my style, that probably would already speak a little bit more to my aesthetic. Um, because I'm just kind of like, Oh, fall colors, falls coming up. That's a great idea. Like let's use these fabrics. And she already had this kind of like set for that table runner and the diamond step. I, um, the, the red and white was just kind of, Oh, I really want to show the contrast in this, but it was, she was interested in red and white because, and, um, she had this great fabric and it was, uh, really pretty. So that's, yeah, right. it wasn't really yeah. something I consciously chose though.
0: <laughs> like one idea, even, well, I mean, I was going to say, I'll finish that thought. <laughs> I was going to say doing, uh, the diamond pattern and just using solids that are found like the periwinkle is that what you'd call it the background color for the unicorn fabric Mm -hmm. or design that you drew but um but even that the, the quilt pattern design is much more traditional so keep playing with it it's just like finding your look with surface pattern design um because I feel like you really like the look of your illustrations, right? You've been doing this for years and this is the look that you've narrowed on. So if you can get your quilt patterns to have that same kind of feel, the same descriptive words, the same colors, um, which is a whole different platform. EQ, it's a great way to play around with that though. And like right. easily see, um, Yeah, that would be my biggest design or not design. My biggest tip is to really mesh those two looks together, the quilt pattern.
1: Yeah. And I think like, I think one of your questions kind of spoke to what are my what is the value of my quilt patterns? And they, I try, I talked to a quilt shop owner in my local area and she kind of was like, I have a lot of traditional quilters and some people aren't ready for the modern. She would call like these like contemporary, this kind of blend of the two. And because I'm so new to quilting, I don't design any quilts that I can't myself make. So like the most complex thing is like a half square triangle. So I think that, um, by just kind of changing the fabric, you can kind of see, like, you can make the traditional a little more modern. Um, and that's kind of what I approached it with um, is I think they're pretty accessible and there's no paper piecing or circles. Cause I don't do that and I don't know how to do anything yep. that complex. So I think um, if I, yeah, just changing the fabrics would really probably give it a different mood
0: and embrace where you are i know even for myself when i first started i was like oh i need to know more like i'm not a master quilter not a lot of people are you know we we yeah. want to invite more people into the quilting world and having these more beginner friendly patterns if you will you know can do just that and really the thing that i think will speak to a lot of people is your aesthetic your artwork like the fabrics even if you can on Spoonflower until you work with PBS or another company, cause you will, but until then <clears throat> um, print something on Spoonflower to have as like, you can use solids that are already out there from another company. And then maybe for like fussy cutting or just to highlight one of your drawings in your quilt, you could print it off on
1: Spoonflower or something. Yeah. Idea that's great idea. I'll try that because um, yeah, they, they make it, it's, it's really easy to kind of just test out my designs and then I can see, yeah, that's how I started with the whole cloth quilts. Cause I was like, I don't know what kind of pattern I mean, I'm going to print it off real big and <laughs> make yeah. a baby quilt. <laughs> and even
0: whole cloth quilts. I mean, I think your art could really lend itself. I mean, when I first started my, very, when I was dating my husband, I don't even know if he remembers this. I made a quilt for him for Christmas. It was a whole cloth tied quilt. And I was like, oh, I made a quilt, you know, now that I'm more into piecing, but there is a market for that. So if that's something that you love to do, you can create panels and have a whole cloth quilt that's Mm -hmm. available for people. Um, So lots of options there. I did notice that you said uh, your Instagram posts, they're split right now they're split and there, there is a distinct feel between your quilting and your artwork But again, I think that's because you've been using your mom's fabrics and it's not your, you know, your look. So that's, that's an easy fix. But I mean, I really, yeah, you've just, you've got some great, I, I feel like I'm looking at your Instagram account. I feel like where, where the look that I'm feeling like is yours and tell me if I'm wrong starts with, let's see. It's a, here is a peek at one of the blocks from my new quilt pattern for PBS let's see new collection artist green and it's like it's got red yellow and then this funky I don't know what you call that design in the middle
1: that funky design is by ampersand design studio and that definitely meshes more with my aesthetic and so designing quilt patterns for their fabrics was really fun because that's like the new collection they're coming out with this fall and um, the fun thing is that print is actually, they said they would promote my diamond step on their website with this collection. And so I mocked it up with that print and a solid yellow, and it looks totally different. <laughs> um, yeah. and so, and so then it would link to my shop, but then you'd see the red and white, but I'm like dying to get my hands on some of the fabrics in those collections because, um, I just think, you know, and I want to make that quilt. I made like six kind of modern looking blocks but they're really simple to piece together there's just a lot of white space around them so mm-hmm. I hope that that's that, that that quilt pattern speaks more to my aesthetic and then there's one i made called geofrost for um a collection called ice Dye um that they're coming out with and so that i think it's it's somebody somebody referred to it on facebook um in quilt pattern group is a scary pattern because it's it's not symmetrical at all but it's actually like fairly easy to piece together um so people mm-hmm. can download it and try it out but I think that's a fun one because it has a lot of solid so you really see the the like texture in that fabric because the, she dyed it with this ice dye kind of process which so it's is
0: super cool it is super modern and I love the design but I'd love to see you make it with your more the fabrics that fit, like, let me pull up this one. Oh, it's another Ampersand Studio. Is that how you say it? Ampersand,
1: ampersand. ampersand um, Design Studio. So, that I, I kind of revealed each block and then I put the whole quilt. So, the whole quilt is on um, the PBS website, but I think I have it on my Instagram. I think I posted the whole I'll like, put link
0: out in the show notes because it's exactly. a beautiful, I mean, that those fit your look while the ice dyed fabric is super cool. I Uh don't feel like it fits your, your aesthetic as much, you know, like if I were to look at that, I wouldn't step back and be like, Oh, that looks like a Bowberry design. It's cool. But if you switch it, if you switch the fabrics out and put in something more, what are the colors? How would you describe your colors?
1: Um, Well, I say the aesthetic is kind of cheerful. um, I would say bold, kid-friendly kind of color palettes but I think you know a lot of modern quilters use the same bold colors but I'm putting these kind of fun motifs that are very kid-friendly a lot of like right now I'm mm-hmm. trying to mock up this unicorn print and uh, it's got a lot of stars and flowers and a few rainbows so um, yeah. hopefully it makes it a more of a juvenile print but
0: um but in the best way like it really is and you know have you you probably have but you've seen those little brand like on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper where it has your brand colors Mm -hmm. um so I would say like what I'm seeing what I'm drawing and this is based off of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like nine posts on Instagram (laughs) so tell me if I'm wrong but um the periwinkle am I saying the right color it's like a purplish yeah, yeah. periwinkle a yellow kind of an orangish red those are like the main colors that I'm seeing and then there's some complementary colors but like if you can stick with those I, and maybe make your brand board maybe that maybe I'm off maybe I'm going off of Ampersand I can't get their name right Ampersand Studio <laughs> off their <laughs> fabrics but um no, and your unicorn designs. Yeah, no, yeah. This is right. And the yellow so, is in the
1: lizard print that I made. So I think there mm-hmm. is some overlap there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think being a brand board for my colors, because I'm trying to figure out how to mesh quilts and my artwork, in, and I hadn't really thought about just changing the fabrics in my patterns. <laughs> but yeah, it'd I be think it,
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be. It would be. And... I really do like the design, the geofrost, but like I said, I think redoing that in your signature colors Mm -hmm. would really just you, when people come to your Instagram account or Pinterest or whatever it may be, you want them to look at a glance and know that that's your design, you know, and by using those signature colors, that's a real simple way to do it, especially because I feel like you've already, you're pretty confident with that look as far as Your graphic design goes. So carrying that over into the quilting, which you did ask about Pinterest. You, you know, you want to use Pinterest and you ask, do I need to have a blog to link people back? You do not need a blog. So Pinterest can be successful. I know. Yay. I don't need to (laughs) do that. Pinterest can be successful simply by linking it to PBS studio, to your Etsy shop. Pinterest is successful by having pretty pins. and using you know good seo having good searchable words that people are going to find so like beginner quilt free pattern things you know free quilt pattern being smart with the words that you use in the titles um and then of course the pretty pictures so and the great thing about pinterest is the longer it lives there the more it's seen whereas instagram it kind of gets buried in the feed you know the longer it's there, people unless they're searching hashtag but um So Pinterest is a great route to go. Very great route for you to go. You do not need to have a blog for success with Pinterest. Um, And ideas, okay, you mentioned that your audience is mostly family, friends, former students, and you're wondering how to bring in quilters. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I have a few. Like someone actually messaged me like, I can't wait for your um, artist garden grid quilt to come out. And that was the first time I was like, somebody's following me. That's that I don't know. And they want to see my quilt pattern. Like I was, that was probably, that's probably like the best thing that's happened is like someone actually is excited about this. So, but I don't know know how to find more people like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I've got ideas for you, but also I think myself included, I need to pull out a journal and literally write down Those moments where someone is, you know, where you at this moment that we're recording, you have 471 followers on Instagram and you had a stranger reach out to you and say, I can't wait for your pattern. In fact, you can even reach out and be like, how did you hear about it? I'm so excited for it, too. And ask how they heard about it, you know, and see um, where they how they found you. So the biggest thing for growing your audience for one, don't be afraid if your audience shrinks before it grows, because right now you've been doing all these things and you are going to get real narrow and specific. And people get so afraid to do that because they're like, my audience is going to shrink and I don't yeah. have an, audience. you know, that's okay. Like it's probably even good if it shrinks at first, because it will eventually lead to more growth because you want to, what I would envision for you right now is, surface pattern design, that's fabric, and quilt patterns. So I know you have ideas of like quilt kid kits. Yeah. I mean, maybe put that on the back burner. Down the road, yes, add in the things, but you need to set yourself up in the industry as very identifiable as one thing. Lucky for surface pattern designers – that's like, I feel like that's the exception where you can be a surface pattern designer and a quilt pattern designer, and they very nicely go hand in hand. And so for you to post your art works really well. If you can say, this is going to be a fabric too. People love to see on a flat, you know, like your artwork on a flat screen and just let them know, I can't wait to share this as fabric. Um, I'll let you know when that's available, even if it might be a year from now, whatever, you know, just let them know that this is fabric. These are quilt, you know, that your audience is very, they come and they know this is quilts and this is fabric and that's it. And, and your audience is, I mean, you want to even get more narrow, your audience. If you're going to go with kids, then go with kids. If you're going to go with women who quilt at a certain age, millennials, whatever it is, go with that and just serve that one demographic that's it.
1: Okay. Um, so if I do kid fabric, which I think is what I want to focus on, should my quilt patterns be baby quilts and things that would go in a kid's room, like or mock them up and though they would be in a kid's room, a kid's space. Yeah. I
0: mean, because your fabric has the unicorns and by the way, that's a great niche. Like <laughs> so many people are making quilts for kids and it's really hard to go in a quilt shop. There's lots of florals. There's lots of, Mm. there's not a lot of kid fabric. And I mean, there is some, yes, but it's a great niche. It's a great niche. So, um, so yes, yes, you do. You want your patterns. They don't all have to be baby quilts, but, um, but they will serve, you want the adjectives to be the same for your quilt patterns and your fabric. So if juvenile is one of the words you use to describe your fabric, then that's the same. You want to describe your, your quilt patterns, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, I like that. I like, I like the idea of focusing and the kids craft kits is really like early kind of figuring it out. I can kind of put that on the back burner and be fine with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you had asked too, like, you have this full-time job and you're trying to grow this business. Where do I focus my energy? So as scary as it is for people to put aside the other things and really narrow down and niche down, it does serve you better because your time, all of a sudden, you can get crystal clear and get rid of the other things and know exactly what to focus on. You know, so it's just the quilt cool pattern designs, surface pattern design. That's it for these people. Ooh, nothing else. You know, and it's also really good for your audience. Like it will help you grow your audience because they'll know. Oh, this is either for me or it's not for me. And you're not getting you, everyone who's following you. You know that they're there for that. They're not there for now. Are they here for for this? Are they here for that? You know, you'll be very clear on this is what they're here for and they want it. OK, another idea for growth is collaboration. And I feel like I preach this all the time. But um, your biggest success so far has come from PBS right. You know, they bought your patterns. They, they basically bought the right to offer it on their
1: website. Is that right? Hmm. Yeah. So I got like a flat rate to make two patterns and then they're very open to, I I've mocked up a couple things in their fabrics that I'm going to sell myself. And they're like, great, we'll put it on the site to promote the fabric. Um, so that's I, you. I feel like, I've got a good relationship with the patterns and I'm they're open to seeing ideas for, fabric design. So I feel yeah. like it's a good collaboration that I'm, I'm yep. hoping will turn into a licensing contract. <laughs> I am hopeful too. In fact,
0: I really do feel like it will. So keep me updated. I'll have to share yeah. that up too uh, when, when that happens. So, so that's one audience where you guys are cross promoting. And so their followers are going to see you and vice versa. Your followers are going to see them. So it's a win-win. So look for more opportunities. You also mentioned Let's Quilt Along is Uh promoting your
1: patterns. Is that right? Yeah, they have a quilt pattern directory. Um, I can't even remember if I reached out to them. I feel like they reached out to me maybe because of the cross promotion through PBS. I'm not sure how how that came about, but I was like, Oh yeah, I'd love to be featured in your newsletter. So, uh, mm-hmm. and then, then I was like, yeah, I'd love to be in your quilt pattern directory. And it's, I mean, it's a $10 fee. Um, but I think it's a great place to, uh, to show what you're doing. And I think, you know, um, she promotes a lot of stuff for free. So I feel like, yeah, yeah. $10 for
0: that. <laughs> yep. So that's perfect. The more of that you can do, the more audiences, different audiences, That are quilt related or fabric related, that you can have their audience see you, the better. So, ideas for you would be to look for quilt pattern testers and see if they want to make your patterns. I mean, even sometimes I'll reach out to people who I love their look, and I know that if they were to make my quilt, they would make it in a fashion that speaks to my brand. And I will reach out to them, not often, but I would reach out to them and say, I would love to send you this pattern for free. Would you want to make it and post about it? And I just send them the pattern for free
1: because I love their work. And, uh, you know, Great. Win-win. I had a lot of questions about quilt pattern testers because I see it and I don't know how people find testers. And so then you just sometimes just reach out directly, but do you buy their fabrics or pay them for their, for making it? Or I don't really know. Yeah, how
0: to there's work. so many different approaches to this and it's a bit of a hot topic because some people recently have been saying, we need to treat our pattern testers better. We need to pay them more. And I actually personally have approached it differently different times and I know different quilt pattern designers who approach it so differently so there's really no right or wrong way and if someone doesn't want to test for you for whatever reason they can say no um things that I have seen in the past one paying someone to make a quilt for you like by the hour uh and you buy their fabric or you provide the fabric Or, I mean, honestly, the most common is you just give them the pattern for free and they make it because they like it. Um, Some testers, people will ask, if you see any tech editing, please share any feedback. I personally highly recommend having your patterns, that you pay a tech editor to go through it before you ever send it to a pattern tester so that it's in the best finished product that you have that you're ready to sell to the public you i mean and some people don't do that some people will send it to a pattern tester in a rough form and, and kind of use their testers as tech editors but i personally like to give my tech my pattern testers like a finished completed version so that it's just easy for them and then if they happen to notice something oh let's fix that um but yeah there's a ton of different ways to approach it so as far as finding testers I, what I do is I search hashtags for modern quilters, baby quilts, or whatever would be applicable for you. And I literally, in Instagram, you can save photos in different files, you know? Do you know that? I don't know if people know that.
1: Um, I bookmark a lot of stuff. I've never organized my bookmarks.
0: Yeah. So you can
1: bookmark (laughs) it and save them
0: in different categories. And so I literally have a file of pattern testers, people who I'd like to test for me. And then when I'm ready to have a test, uh, quilt tested, I'll go and look up who have I bookmarked and reach out to them and how you reach out to them matters. You know, it's just like people skills, but, um, but reaching out to them and letting them know. Also, I've noticed too, if you reach out to someone to pattern test and say, if you sound desperate, it's not as appealing. Like this is my first pattern. I, I, I've never done this before. How would you, you know, they're going to be like, no, thanks. But if you approach with confidence and I love your style, I actually have requested you specifically because I love your look, you know, that kind of a thing.
1: So, and if I'm trying to show off some of like my fabric designs, I could definitely offer to send them some custom printed fabric that I can print off on Spoonflower and maybe that would be enticing. I don't know. Yeah.
0: And if you're specifically looking for people who fit your brand, I would share a picture like. Um, I'm looking specifically to showcase this fabric that I have printed on Spoonflower. I feel like this look speaks to you. Let me send you a screenshot of what that would look like and tell me, you know, don't worry if this isn't for you, but if this is something that you feel like you'd love to work with, I'd love to send you some of the fabric that I printed on Spoonflower
1: to have you incorporate into the pattern, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a fun way to kind of engage people that might want to try the pattern out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I think also ways to collaborate, teaming up for a giveaway for either your fabric or for an art print or both. I think it'd be really cool to do like, if you had a quilt that had like the unicorn, and then you also had an art print where someone could hang that up in their room and it goes together. And that'd be really fun. Being a guest on a quilt blog, um, giving fabric to someone who's hosting a quilt along. So honestly, just looking at people in the quilting industry and how you can serve them here. I can give away fabric for this. I could, I'd love to write a blog for you. I feel like it would serve your audience. Um, would you like to team up for a giveaway? I'm happy to ship the prize to the winner. Here's what I was thinking. Write up the post, show the picture, just take away any possible work. So all the person has to do is say yes or no, instead of like, what would you want to do for this? You present the full idea, take away any, any work for them, you know? Right.
1: So, in terms of timeline, I was thinking, should I focus on trying to get my Instagram kind of more on brand for the next, I don't know, four weeks? Five? I don't know. Um, then approach collaborators so they can really see that look when they kind of scroll through. Or is there. So,
0: a- your options of what to do next would be you're thinking either Instagram or
1: what would be the other options? Um, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to figure out like what, before I reach out to somebody so they can see, like, should my website be more clear <laughs> and, and maybe focus on my website and Instagram so that they can kind of see, oh, she's really doing kids' fabric and kids' quilts. And they re- I want people, I guess, I don't know how long that would take to really get that message more clear, but I was thinking maybe... Yeah before i approach people do i need to make sure that message is like coming across
0: yeah i mean t- okay so <laughs> i was going to say unsolicited advice but this is solicited so <laughs> i would um and tell me how painful this would be for you but i if i were you i would delete the top 6 photos on your instagram feed with your quilt and your table runner And you might die a little bit inside like that was so much work, you know, and it was. (laughs) However, the point of your Instagram feed is to get your brand across. And so I would take those off. and, And this would be actually a great opportunity for you to if you don't have the time to either hire someone or reach out to someone and ask if they would be willing to make one of those patterns with fabric that solid fabric or, you know, your, you want to recreate that with fabric that fits
1: your brand, you know? Yeah, that's completely fair. Um, yeah, this is what I need to do. I should get my mom to make an Instagram and she can make all my quilts in in these fabrics, that she likes (laughs) someone (laughs) and she'll be my collaborator. Um, so yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna repost them all on her Instagram account. She doesn't really use hers very much, but There's a way to repurpose all that, but I can, it won't be too painful. I can take them off. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: as far as like the quilt photos go and I get, okay, I get, first of all, that there is a budget, you know? So as I was going to say, well, okay, there's two quilt photographers. The photography that you put on Instagram is very crucial. And so... I love the look of like this mock-up it's got on the floor, a giant snake and a little chair with a cushion. I'm assuming that's a mock-up. Am I right?
1: Yes. And I paid for that mock-up and it looks great (laughs) because it does. So
0: for listeners who don't know what a mock-up is, it's like, there's a set picture and in this, in this particular instance, there's two posters on the wall and I'm assuming they were blank and you could put whatever in those posters. Could you change the color of the snake beanbag thing on the
1: floor? Yes. So everything's kind of customizable. I'm even, there's a little doll. I changed her dress. Um, And so I bought that on, I think, um, is it Create C? I think that sells those. And so, um, you know, you can buy them in their Photoshop files that you can totally Mm -hmm. customize. But they're, they basically render it. If you don't know what, why it's, expensive to buy these. Uh, it's it's hard to make those and put them into perspective and clip out all so they do all the work and all you do is literally like paste your file and it just it appears in the document and then you export it and you can post it to Instagram and they look great. <laughs> yeah,
0: and it looks like a room in your house where you just hung your posters, which if I might even guess those posters have never even been created as a poster. Am I right? It's just yeah,
1: the graphic just then printouts on my at home printer <laughs> and that's it. <laughs>
0: just so cool I mean that's actually an idea for a quilt mock-up too is to do to do a mock-up of a quilt anyhow if your quilt photos can have that same kind of look in that same modern sort of the wood floor and the light walls and the cool wood modern chair that's in there so if your quilt photos because right now your quilt photo is in a home with a fireplace again very traditional um, and the table runner, it's on, a, it's just very traditional. You want your quilt photos to match the look of that mock-up, you know? And so whether you send it off, why I talk about budget, whether you send that off to a quilt photographer who can match that for you, um, or, or if you find a location, like someone's house or I don't even know Ikea you pop into Ikea and take a photo in IKEA. <laughs> um but someone if you can find a space that has that look and get your quilt yeah. photos taken there um then that that'll be really real oh yeah I'm going down and seeing the same mock-up the quilt the snake yeah. that's in like a it's got the leafs on it so listeners if you go to Bowberry Berry Design Co her Instagram account Look for photos where there's a snake kind of beanbag on the ground and you will see how she changed what's in that photo. You can even change one poster, two posters on the wall, that kind of thing. So that's what a mock-up is.
1: And I have fabric mock-ups that I've used. If you have to kind of scroll further back, but I've been using, but I could show off my designs on fabric mock-ups also. I so, see, is this, I'm going to hold it up. Is this one of them? Yes. So that is kind of a, fun kind of wilderness print that I did. And then you can put the little swatches and I just changed them out in Photoshop.
0: So again, listeners, this is from April 22nd and there's like, it's a little squares and rectangles of fabric that look like it's on a white background. And you can see a little bit of a shadow on some of the fabrics. This is not a real, like these fabrics were not laying down on (laughs) anything. They were mocked up in what Photoshop
1: or Adobe illustrator. I uh, made them in an Illustrator and the mockups in Photoshop, yeah.
0: Yeah, and just plop her designs in and it automatically will layer it and I mean it's it's very cool. So that's what a mockup is. Um, so that I guess my first thing my first tips as to what to do next would be to clean up the Instagram, to take off any of the red and white um, I I would probably not worry about going too far back because that shares your story and your, your journey. Once we get to your drawings, where you start to get the unicorns and your look and your brand a bit more solidified, Mm -hmm. then I would delete, you know, the most recent. (laughs) Don't, you know, good. I'm glad your mom can post those because I feel like such a bad person when I'm like, yeah, you're going to want to delete that. I know how much work went into that, but Delete it. Delete it. You know,
1: (laughs) I'll have to do it for her. But what I will do is I will repost them all in that order and just kind of show the making of the quilt. And then I can share those on my stories um, and kind of show if, you know, I probably won't because it's past tense. But in future, if she posts stuff Mm -hmm. in her fabrics, I can always share like my mom made this my quilt pattern and check it out in her style. And um, because I do kind of, she doesn't want to be online or like, uh, you know, any sort of presence, I think, but she's really supportive of it. And I always think, like, you're going to be my first employee when I have, you know, make money. And so I think of it, her as definitely like a part of this. So I I think she should just uh, start posting. I don't know if she has any posts on Instagram. So it'll be kind of fun to show her how to engage with this stuff.
0: So another idea too is you can put multiple photos on your Instagram account. So that that first square that appears on your Instagram feed is your brand. But then if someone clicks on it and swipes to the next photo, they can see the other, you know, and that way you can showcase what it looks like in other fabrics, which is great, but you'll
1: want your Instagram feed to be totally on brand. Yeah. So if people are listening to this, they might not see any of these pictures until... That's true. That is, is true. true. No, 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 no. <laughs> You'll have to follow. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll link to my mom's account somewhere.
0: Um, you know what? Are you fine if I take a screenshot and we can share it? On yes. The web, on my website? Okay.
1: Because I, okay. I think the visual is interesting. I also want to have like my profile picture be more interesting. Um, that's kind of my professional like work picture that I use yeah. for everything. And I'd like to have that be a little more fun, um, but I don't know what that should look like. So I, th- I might. Yeah, it really
0: is. It's worth hiring a photographer to get yeah. some headshots and and some quilt photos. It just is. I I mean, probably once every six months, I should do that. I just recently hired a quilt photographer, and I went and took a bunch of quilts with me and got a ton of photos done. And I now have content for a long time that I can share over and over and over. So. Um, So that is one idea. Also, real quick, I want to touch on your Instagram, uh, the bio, your bio. So Sherry Saunders Sprayer Myth, Blueberry Design Company. After that, I would change this up. So right now it says cheerful designs for quilters, crafters, and kids. So you want your Instagram bio to reflect this niche that you're narrowing down to. So cheerful designs for quilters. You could even just say that. Or, I mean, I would love if if it said something. Oh, it does say surface pattern designer. So surface pattern designer, quilt patterns. Hmm. Oh. Surface and quilt pattern designer. The less words, the better. You want to write everything at like
1: a third grade level, which I know sounds insulting, but it's true. And pattern or fabric designer or, because surface pattern designer is kind of, yeah, like an industry term. Maybe not everyone okay. understands that. Should I say yep, fabric? You're right. Yep. And your fabrics,
0: are they, they're available on, um,
1: Spoonflower? Is that right? Um, some of them, I haven't put them all on there because I'm hoping to license some of them. So I hadn't, Spoonflower is in a weird space right now because I love printing, but they got bought out by Shutterfly. And so I think a lot of the community is like, what's going to happen with Spoonflower? And I've, I was going to put like a ton of stuff on there this summer. And I thought, let me just focus on one thing. Um... So I haven't been like adding to my shop. And I don't know if that's something I should be um continuing. No, I wouldn't worry on. about that for now. Honestly,
0: yeah. I would really foster that relationship with PBS Paintbrush okay. Studios. Um, because that would be really ideal. And if you work with them. Um, so if you if I were to see someone say fabric designer, I I would go and I just did. I clicked the link in your bio, like, so where is your fabric? Where do I get it? And then I see Spoonflower shop, so I guess if you leave that, you don't need to be adding to it. But and yay, your Spoonflower shop definitely is on brand. You've got the bright, fun colors, and that's perfect. So that would work. Yeah, fabric quilt pattern designer. And when I see, that's honestly why I wanted you for this. I'm like, fabric designer, cool. Like that's extra (laughs) cool. So I would put that in there. Um, and yeah, I just I'm just so proud of your your what your look that you've got it's very unique and very niched so yeah the main goal I would say is to get your quilts to match the the design reach out and collaborate with people and you will definitely find people who are going to to mesh with and connect with your look um and then also we'll have to wrap it up soon but um You did ask about an email list. Well, I asked you, do you feel connected to your past customers? And your response is?
1: I don't really have any customers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know know what I wrote in my email. Let me go back. Um, What did I actually write down for that? Let's take a minute and pull this
0: up here. I, I changed my window. Well, okay. I guess that leads me to a question. Do you know if people buy your pattern or get your pattern from paintbrush studios website? Do you know who is downloading it?
1: Um, no, I guess I could reach out and ask them if they're, I, the only thing I did was I put in the pattern, like, I would love for you to tag me if you make this i only recently learned that you can that a lot of people hashtag their quilt names and i was like oh mm -hmm. missed opportunity i didn't put a hashtag in the pattern but i did kind of put my handle to say oh tag me or email me any feedback or if you you make it i'd love to see what you make and
0: promote like okay i would update that pattern and add a hashtag and ask paintbrush if they could update that because that's huge With that said, I know how many patterns I sell and I know how many people I see using the hashtag and they don't add up. So there are people who are going to buy your pattern who don't use the hashtag. The information of who bought your pattern is really valuable. So if there's any way that Paintbrush can share that with you, and I know that's annoying for them to like, yes, every quarter we'll send you (laughs) a list of, you know. But even just now, I don't know, if there's any way for you to get that information because those are people who do like what you're buying or what you're creating and you do want to have a relationship with them. And um, so I asked that one major way to have that relationship is email. Another way is Instagram. Um, And so with an email, I'd ask, do you have an email list? And you said, well, I'm planning on sending out my September newsletter. So a couple of things, one, you don't, it's not, an email list, let's let's make it a little less formal. So instead of this newsletter, for example, you can send a newsletter out to your followers, the people on your list, telling them about this interview and just chatting like a friend. Okay. Wow, I mm-hmm. just had a podcast interview and I shared about my story, maybe give a few bullet points. I'd love for you to listen and hear about my story and then they can connect with you through that. You can share about PBS Fabrics. I am so excited. I worked with PBS and they are sharing two of my patterns. Here's the links. Share about your design. Share about your Instagram account. I'm changing up my Instagram account. Here are the pictures I used to have. Here's why I'm taking them off. Just like a friend, give them a little update, you know, of like what's going on. Um, When you change your portfolio picture on Instagram, here's my old photo. Here's my new one. Here's why I changed it. And tell the story of it was so weird to look for or whatever the adjective might be hard, fun to find a photographer. Um, I hate being in front of the camera. Here's a, an what, a blooper photo that will not be featured, but look how awkward it was, or, you know, that kind of a thing. Like just use your emails as a space to share your story of what's going on behind the scenes and use that
1: to connect with your audience, you know? Yeah, that's, wow, that's really helpful. Those are all really great ideas. So it's not like, newsletter and it comes out every Tuesday and this and that. So, right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, that definitely helps a lot because I didn't really know what I was going to put in that. <laughs> just was like, I know That's I cool. need to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like, so there's this email list I'm supposed to have. And then what, you know? And it's like, well, I don't have anything to share. You do though. Cause you have life, you know, like you've been living and you've been going through things and you can share that with them. So it doesn't have to be this, here's a new blog post, here's a new tutorial, you know, it can be very organic, uh, if you will. Let's see. There was one other thing I wanted to touch on. Oh, right. Okay. With emails, you'd asked about opt-ins. You had a question that said, I'm trying to figure out the most appealing opt-in. So my suggestion is create them all. If you come up with an idea of a free opt-in, offer it. And see which one resonates the most. Again, that would be through your email, which then they're already on your email list. Instagram, and that's when collaboration becomes real big. If you can be a guest on someone's blog, if PBS can share, um, whoever, if you can get other eyes to see your opt-in, then that's ideal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up, you use Flowdesk, it looks like, and you have an opt-in here. It says, sign up for updates from Bowberry Design Company. Sign up today for free quilt patterns, craft templates, and downloadable artwork. So my suggestion is split those up and be very specific. When you are opting into this, you are getting one free pattern. And this is what it is. Okay. Instead of, it sounds like if I'm opting in right now, there I'm going to get multiple free patterns. I'm going to get a craft, craft templates and downloadable artwork. And I'm not sure what they are. And your audience doesn't know either. So... Is very vague and it's a lot. And so um, if you have multiple downloads that are free, break those up. Here is where you get this one. There's also some people make a library, which you're in Shopify. I don't know. That might be a bit of a headache. They have one page that's password protected and you can log in and get all of their free things. Um, But point is, it's also really nice to break those up in Flowdesk or in your email so that you know specifically who's interested in what. Okay, they wanted this art print. They wanted this free pattern. Clearly, these people are more interested in the artwork. These people are more interested in the patterns. This pattern's doing better, I can see, because more people have opted in for this one. No one's really opting into that one. Hmm, okay, you know, and you can, there's much more information there for you to see, and it serves your audience better, where they know exactly what they're gonna get if they opt in, and it just clears that up.
1: Yeah, I like that idea. I guess I could create, I don't know if I would be creating multiple links or just testing one at a time, but I can
0: kind of figure out. I would test out. one at a time, test one at a time. And it's a lot too, if you come out and say, here's a hundred free things, which one do you want? You know, they'll be like, Wow, so just do one at a time. And maybe like, it sounds like you have a lot of content, so that's great. Sometimes the issue is ugh, the content, but um, you could do one per month that's another great option in for your email. Like okay. I'll be sharing, here's a sneak peek of what's coming. And that gives you content for Instagram. Here's the new free opt-in. Um, and I would invite people once they do get your opt-in to share about it, create an image where they can go and put it in their stories and an image where they can put it on Instagram, whether it's a free mock-up or whatever, and say flat out. Don't say, I would love for you to, but say, Go and share this on social media. Let people know that you've got this free template, you know, or free download or whatever, and make it very easy for them to click it, add it to their stories and share about it so that they're they're doing promotion
1: for you. Okay. Yeah. Try that for sure. I like the idea of the library of free things, but I think it is like overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. at first, like maybe there's like a password that they can get later or I can think right.
0: about later. Something to think about. Yeah. you know, if you do. but I mean, email opt-ins work great as well. Yeah. So
1: I sign up for a lot well, of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Um, yeah. So I think we've covered some ideas for you and do you have any wrap up questions or anything you want to add before we wrap up our call?
1: Um, I think you've covered all of my questions. I think you really broke down like a a set of, you know, actionable steps I can take right now and get my Instagram going and then kind of move forward with um with my personal style. So I'm I'm excited to really focus. That's what I was struggling with. So Yeah I well good. I'm so excited.
0: So keep me posted like please reach out. Let me know how things are going, especially when you get your fabric contract. I know that that's in the future for you and that's worth celebrating. So
1: speak it into existence. I hope it, I hope it does happen.
0: (laughs) Yes, definitely.
1: So this was really fun. Thanks again. I will
0: put a link in the show notes. If people are wondering where are those show notes, go to quilterscandy.com, click on the podcast tab and you can see the podcast with Sherry Frayermuth. So that's where you can find the photos, the links that we're talking about and Yeah. Again, thanks so much for being here.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me.
0: Sherry, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I seriously enjoyed chatting with you. You are just so sweet and I cannot wait to see your business grow and to see you implement the things that we talked about. And even beyond that, if you enjoyed this episode of the craft to career podcast, be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss an episode and leave a review. Let me know what you liked about the episode. If there's anything you'd love to hear more of And next week on the podcast, we are having Melanie of Southern Charm Quilts. I absolutely love Melanie's style. She has a beautiful look and she is just coming out with her very first book that she's written of quilt patterns. I can't wait to pick her brain and hear all about it. Plus she has some really unique things with her business, with her business growth that I just can't wait to discuss and share with all of you. So be sure to tune in next Friday for episode 21, where we will have Melanie of Southern Charm Quilts. And also, if you are interested in learning how to write and sell your own quilt patterns, don't forget to visit my website and join the wait list. I open registration September 7th for six days only, and that's the only time this year it will open. So be sure not to miss it. All right. Have a wonderful week. And I hope to see you next week on the Craft to Career Podcast.